Hello, hello! Today is Thursday. That means I'm ready to welcome you on Sustainability Explored FM. Every week, this podcast navigates a new topic through the interviews with the most disruptive minds in sustainability, turning their experiences, their background, their inspiration and insights into actionable advice you can use in your life, no matter your background. My name is still Anna. I am an environmentalist, sustainability consultant, and the host of this show. And today with me, I have Jack Kennedy. He is a founder and main inspirer of the company called Dodo, or Dodo Echo. Uh, this is how you will find them on the internet. We will be talking about climate neutrality and climate positive actions. What it means in essence, how to reach this ambitious goal, we will talk about in a second. Jack, I'm super happy to welcome you on Sustainability Explored uh, podcast. I used to call it Sustainability Explored FM. Today we're talking with you about your company, Dodo or Dodo Echo. You will eliminate my confusion in a second. And what it means to be climate positive. But let's start with this, you know, there is an idea that a good business idea is always born out of some challenge and difficulty uh, that needs to be solved. How did you see the opportunity and what is yeah. the company about? Hmm? I mean, great, great questions. And uh, yeah, thanks very much for having me on, um, first and foremost. I mean, what we encountered at, at the very beginning was a problem where lots of companies now want to become carbon neutral or, or to sort of tackle their emissions but it is incredibly incredibly hard for these companies to to understand what to do i think in particular sort of smaller companies in industries that have never had to do this before the level of education needed to, to sort of understand and how to reduce your emissions is, is quite massive and i can sort of go through the details but we help to sort of reduce that barrier I feel like for people, it's hard to understand like CO2, what is it? It's a gas, it's transparent. We don't know how to capture it, how we don't see it. How did you get over that kind of a perception barrier? What are we even fighting against? <laughs> yeah, I mean, climate change is, is in general is such a, a sort of a difficult problem to grasp, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and I think especially in, in, in what is a ton of CO2, um, even when we sort of we, we sort of guide our clients through that process, it, it's still very, very hard to, to grasp that concept. There's a very good image of what a ton of CO2 is. If, 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 you're, uh, if your viewers or listeners sort of even sort of Google that, they can see this bubble and it's, it's a, quite a massive bubble of what actually a ton of CO2 is. But what we do is we, we try and, and make it a lot easier. So once we have measured emissions for, for our clients, it follows the, the sort of story, what gets measured gets done. So once they're able to see, okay, as a business, we emit 100 tons of CO2 a month. What we also do is provide them with sort of equivalents. So we say, you know, that's enough to drive, um, you know, 2000 miles in a car or it's seven long haul flights or enough to power a building for a year. So we're trying to sort of bring it down to the to the tangible level and and, uh, and make it something that, that people can take action on, which I think is one of the, the biggest challenges and it's the biggest opportunities as well for companies to, to show to clients. Right. Could you walk us through how the company really works? What is this service? I checked the website and I see you have a breakdown of certain industries, like say you're working in the banking sector or in the education, and then you choose 
how many employees you have, and then what happens? How does it work? In essence, how much does it cost to use it? Yeah, for sure. I, what we actually have is is one public product, and um, we're working on another product in the background, which is really sort of where where our innovation is is happening. So our first product that you, that you see on our website is called the Starter Product, and what we've done is is pre-estimate emissions for certain industries. So we've gone to these public I guess, documents that, that companies have launched. And we said, okay, if you're in this industry, we know that you typically have these emissions and we break it down on a per employee basis. So you're able to come in as a company, choose your industry, choose how many employees you have. And we will say roughly that's going to be around two tons of CO2 that we think your business is emitting every month. And, and then what the company does is subscribe to a monthly subscription to offset that. And really, I mean, carbon offsets, again, is, is another very interesting topic and it it's, can be quite controversial. But what we've done is, is source a level of these carbon offsets, which just means that you're capturing the CO2 that your business has emitted. And um, so every month that your company is, is sort of operating and, and, and paying the sort of subscription, we are putting 90% of, of that revenue into these carbon offsets to make your company carbon neutral or climate positive, as, as we say. What kind of carbon offsetting ways or means are there? Yes, great question. There's a lot. And I think one of the big things with, with carbon offsets is, is that there's no silver bullet. There, there is no single solution that we can use to help solve climate change. And unfortunately, that makes it a more fragmented market. But we need to have a multitude of, of solutions to try and solve this problem. Um, so the obvious carbon offset is tree planting, uh, which a lot of people would, would probably know about. But what we found is it can take, say, five to 10 years for a tree to actually reach that maturity for it to capture enough CO2. So it's definitely more of a longer term solution. And as we know, in by 2030, we need to sort of half all of our emissions to, to reach our emissions goals. So what we also do is, is provide other projects. So uh, we invest in peatland protection. We also invest in reforestation and tree planting. But we also might invest in, say, methane capture, which is a very intensive greenhouse gas. So we have a portfolio of, of projects that we invest in on, on companies' behalf, which hopefully will we'll try and uh, have a short and longer term impact and to reach our, our sort of global goals on top of that as well. I saw on the website there, the, at least the website showed me four uh, projects and all of right. them look very exotic. Amazon rainforest. What was there as well? We have one in, in Colorado at the moment, I think as well, and, and one in, uh, in Indonesia, which we sort of sourced um, with, with sort of a partnership. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how did you select these projects, exactly these projects to to help companies put their CO2 in those projects? Kind of. Yeah, I, I mean, for us, we have no sort of formal agreement with, with any of the carbon offsets. So that allows us to source the projects that we think are the best and the, and the most efficient in terms of removing these emissions. I think for companies, you know, becoming carbon neutral is, is obviously an additional cost. There's a huge amount of benefits coming from it as well, you know, around sort of employee retention and brand proposition, aside from doing just the right thing as a company. But what we've done is, is source these companies um, or these projects based on what we think is, is going to drive the most impact. And again, sort of looking at the, at the, the sort of cost point of view also, we, we want to make it 
you know, affordable for businesses, but also manage that with the right level of certification for these projects. So they are all triple verified and they are sort of looking out for a lot of these things, not just in, in reducing emissions, but also in sort of helping job creation, improving water quality. So along with the sort of UN sustainable development goals as well. So we source these projects for um, a couple of different reasons. Um, and once the offsets sort of run out in these projects and we'll look at other projects that we can bring in. So it allows us to be quite flexible in, in what we're actually investing in on behalf of our clients. Earlier, you said something that I also truly believe in. You cannot change what you don't measure. You cannot fix what you don't really measure. You don't know what's going on. My first question regarding that is how do you, you said you used public information to understand in terms of CO2, the emissions in every sector. Let's take an example. Let, let's take an educational service or you know, something simple as this podcast. Say I have five people working on it. What kind of carbon emissions in our actions we are talking about? It leads us into, I think, our, our second product, uh, lucky enough, which is the one that we're we're developing with a few pilot clients at the moment. So we haven't sort of publicly launched this, but what we do is we connect in with accounting software, which gives us, as say as say as this podcast, gives us a lot of the the data that we need to measure your actual emissions. And so on our website, we, we sort of pre-estimated the emissions, and in our pilot product, we're actually generating what your actual emissions are. So if we took this podcast as as an example. A lot of companies think that if, if if they don't make a product, how do they have emission? And I think it's it's a it's a, it's a very interesting thing to to then be able to show them actually this is where your emissions come from. So what we do is we take down these accounting expenses. So you might have expenses on something like Zoom or Slack. Uh, you might have expenses for Ubers, for meals, and even for your laptop. And we've also sort of estimated what your work, working from home emissions would be also. So we're able to take all of these expenses as part of your business and then convert them into emissions. Um, so the biggest ones for, for companies who don't make a product would be sort of their travel, meal, entertainment. But then it would be the electricity that they use, any building costs they have right down to the sort of the technology they're using, um, even accountants that they might purchase. So there's always this uh, emissions, corresponding emissions factor with that. So for a company, it's very difficult to try and estimate what these emissions are, but with us and, and our ability inside, inside our platform, we can generate the emissions for a part of the business in, in just a few minutes um, through this accounting integration, which we're very much looking forward to launching in the next few weeks. Wow, awesome. I guess, yes, there is this um, big, black hole of understand, understanding really how do I translate me sitting here in this chair into CO2 that I cannot even touch you know and I guess yeah. there there is a need for a kind of an educational field in, in, in that area like okay but even even the electricity that you mentioned the type of electricity, where it's coming from, is it from coal, from gas, from, I don't know, the wind farms and so on, that it also plays a role in the CO2. Does it also go into, into the accounting, the type of electricity? Is it that accurate? Not, not that. Um, so, I mean, as you said, you know, for, for some of these companies, they've started with nothing. And so what we want to do is put them on that very first step and say, at least you know what your emissions are as part of the business. And then over time, we can start to develop the platform, which would be very, very accurate. So we can say, if you actually are based in 
the UK or your base elsewhere, we know what the energy breakdown is of, of that country. And so then we can start estimating that as well. But I think over time, you know, that's something we're, we're definitely looking into to sort of give that level of detail. But as a very first step, companies need to even know what the what their emissions are across the board. And then we sort of give them that platform to then drill down into, is, is my electric, I guess a big question that comes up is, is my electricity even renewable? We, we don't know for, for some people who are in the building. So the, the sort of data that we give them and the insights helps sort of kickstart that conversation internally as part of the organization to see, okay, now we know where our emissions are coming from. What can we do about it? And, and how can we reduce them over time? I'm I'm getting excited when you talk about it. I'm I'm also curious. Okay, for real, what do I produce in terms of CO2? Your product mm. is it only for companies or individuals can also estimate their own CO2 footprint? We're we're primarily focused on on companies. Um, so from a B two B point of view, the reason being, I think we've seen a lot of sort of carbon calculators out there for individuals and I think they're absolutely fantastic but we saw from a b2b point of view that their employees are sort of pressurizing them to to have a sustainability journey I think especially for younger generations and so to remain competitive in both attracting and retaining talent it's quite important you might have some companies whose investors are asking them what their emissions are and from what we've seen from our clients also some of their their buyers so some of the people that they're selling their businesses to are asking them what their emissions are as part of their sort of global strategy so we see and have seen a lot of pressure on companies and uh, it's one that we want to sort of solve the pain for. We also have just launched another product also, so we've been quite busy, but it allows the companies to then match any donations that their employees make to their carbon footprint. So while we don't offer it directly to, to everyone, individuals, we do offer to businesses who can then sort of match what their employees are donating for their personal carbon footprint. So the company as a whole can can offset their, their entire company and, and their employees as well. Mm-hmm. How much does the service cost? Service, I mean, we're still early days, and so we're we're looking for partners. So if if you go onto our website, you have the sort of pre-estimated version. So you just pay per employee, and um, we charge ten percent fee just to run our costs, and ninety um, percent goes into the projects. If you're looking at the sort of accounting integration service that we run here in the background, we're charging anywhere for sort of 50 to 200 pounds based on, on the company size. So, I mean, we're, we're very flexible. We'd love a lot of feedback. So anything that can be done, if it is a company that's interested, we'd, we'd love to, to work with anyone just to, to develop that product further. How this idea was born in general? How did you just wake up one day and say, CO2, I don't really like it. What can I do about it? How for it sure, happen? I think... I think I've I've always been very much interested in in the environmental side. Back when I was younger, I always wanted to be a vet to to work with animals. So that whole process around kind of biodiversity and the environment has always been top of mind. I think in my last job, I worked in a financial technology startup here in in London, and we used banking data, so open banking available in the UK to actually credit score people who couldn't get access to to credit. So it was primarily focused on on the gig economy because their income was fluctuating so much. So I kind of merged two things together was my sort of interest in the environment and how can we use data to solve a problem and they kind of merge into one to how can we use existing company data such as accounting information to help companies measure their emissions and then to reduce them so it was sort of a convergence of of two two big themes in my life at the time 
How big was the team at start? It was just my co-founder and I. So we met, we met back in March and we had two weeks working together on the problem um, before we went into full national lockdown. Uh, and since then, we've been working fully remote. Um, and we just brought on two further people back in September on the data science part and the marketing part to sort of bolster our team. So I think in the new year, we're, we're sort of looking to, to raise our funding round and hopefully expand the team further and, and obviously expand the product reach as well within that. So uh, it's exciting times for us. I am curious, have you already calculated your own company's uh, CO2 emissions? <laughs> we have. We are lucky enough that, again, we're all remote, but we also have a uh, calculation around working from home emissions generally, um, so an estimation within that. But we do calculate our, our emissions as a company and we do offset them as a company. And I think if if we are to sell this to companies, we, we need to test it out ourselves and believe in the product ourselves. So uh, we're very much interested in, in offsetting and, and sort of managing our own carbon footprint as it were as well. That, that's awesome. I have a question. Uh, Carbon neutral versus climate positive. Uh, on Twitter and on your website, you say helping companies to become climate positive. I'm confused. Like on the perception <laughs> level, it feels like being carbon neutral is already great. Climate positive, probably it comes together with the rising of the temperature. So it's going into more into plus and when you say climate positive i'm like i don't know how to react my my brain is uh, is torn between the two can you tell me and the listeners what is the main difference between climate neutral climate positive and what is the best out of these two options yes it's confusing for sure so carbon neutral um, is essentially means that you capture the exact same amount of CO2 that you've released as a company. So if you have released 100 tons of CO2 in the last month, you have captured 100 tons. Where the confusing part comes in is carbon negative and carbon positive or climate positive, as, as sort of we put in that, are, are actually all the same things. What they mean is you're, you're capturing more CO2 than you have emitted. So if you've emitted 100 tons, you might capture 120 tons. Um, and so that makes you carbon negative, means that you're taking more out than you've emitted, um, or carbon positive. So they're interchangeable. I think where, where we sort of thinking about with the with the climate positive is, is sort of a bit more, or I guess why we like it a bit more is it's a problem out there. Climate change is a problem that you know, is, is becoming more and more pressing to, to solve. And I think there's a lot of negativity out, of there, out there. And I think where our point of view is that it's actually quite easy when you sort of you use a sort of technology at least to, to generate your emissions and to do something. And, and we wanted to put a more positive spin on that and to say, you know, it, it is a problem that can be solved if, if enough companies sort of bond together to do this. So that's where we want to say climate positive. You know, we, we want people to take action and we want people to, to, to do more and to capture more CO2 than they have emitted. So I guess in short, they all sort of mean the same things, but it's, it's a sort of a step in the right direction, really. The name of the company, now that you're talking about positivity, I cannot uh, help myself but, <laughs> but wonder... <laughs> Is it by accident that you used the bird, the name of the bird that went extinct in 1600s? <laughs> I think maybe it might be sort of construed as, as being quite negative, but we, we chose the name Dodo because um, I think, first of all, it's nice and short, I guess, also. But it is, it is the, the sort of example that everyone uses as 
you know, the, the first known example of, of human-made extinction or human-caused extinction of, 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 of something. And, and since there, we've sort of gone on a spree of making a lot of different species and biodiversity extinct. So we wanted to choose that and we wanted to choose it as a sort of a statement. You know, we, we know this exists. We, we know this has happened in the past and, and we want to reverse that trend. We want to do something about it. Um, and so we chose dodo as for sure is sort of a negative connotation, but it's, it's a marker in, in the line to say we can take a stand and, and actually help reverse those effects of climate change so we chose it for for those reasons and i think um yeah we want to make, maybe spit it into a, a more positive action rather than a, than a sort of negative message that it does come across <laughs> the message is not negative it's just like wait do these guys do something about biodiversity or <laughs> am i confused again <laughs> for sure yeah the vision of the company is to offset or reduce, you say, reduce 1% of the world's CO2 emissions by 2025. That's in four years. Isn't it a little bit too ambitious? How is it going? And the company, you said the company was created in 2020, beginning of 2020. Yeah, ex exactly. So uh, we, 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 incorporated company back in June. So um, we're still very early stages and we're sort of working away with a few clients. But I think our, our vision is is definitely over ambitious, um, where I think it's, it's a good statement for, for what we want to do. And um, I think if we get enough companies on board, we can sort of reach those targets. So we're now capturing in the hundreds of tons um, as, as a company or, and, and with the companies that we're working for. Um, so just in a few short months, we've been able to do that. So we're sort of slowly getting to our goal of, of, of getting there over hopefully to, to capture, you know, 400 million tons. So longer term, we're, we're looking at not just carbon offsets, but also helping companies use that data to actually see how they can reduce their emissions also. So through a combination of sort of carbon offsets, which may or may not be in, in the, the full focus in the next 10 years, we also want to help companies to reduce those emissions using the data that we have. And the best sort of or form of, of carbon offset is to not release those emissions in the first place. And um, so that's where we want to focus. But yeah, that's our ambition in, in the next four years is trying to, to get that to that level. You know, yes, it's very important that you mention it. I was um, I was thinking a lot in the past days about waste management everybody is, is running around are you sorting are you recycling I'm like guys wait stop for a second instead of recycling and overwhelming yourself about recycling in ukraine and many other countries in the balkans it does not happen so how about we ask ourselves how we don't produce in the first <laughs> place how do we go as much as possible zero waste how do we go i don't know solid shampoos how do we go composting and this is i think as a mental shift is not to produce rather than oh let's do something about it shall really go first whatever we are talking about waste management or carbon offsetting how do we not produce instead of what to exactly do yeah exactly and, and i think it's it's a shift that has been happening, I think, in the last few years. Yeah, I think, you know, I mentioned there's no sort of silver bullet to solving this problem. And, and 
waste and recycling and and um, and and all of that is incredibly important. We do need to get into this sort of circular economy. But it is the case that I think people focus in on sort of buying these keep cups or uh, reusable bags. And it is literally a, a fraction of, of what the what the yeah. emissions are in an individual level. And it's not to turn that to be negative. I think it's incredibly positive, but it is the first step in many, many things that people can do. Um, and I think first and foremost, look at sort of how to not emit those emissions at the very beginning, I think, is is, is very important. And um, I mean, we take that theme and we, we apply it to businesses also. Yeah. Well, so in just one year, you've been able to lift off the ground such a massive and very interesting startup or company, shall I say. If you were to characterize 2020 in one word, business-wise, not the pandemic or sanitizers-wise, what would be that one word that you would say, yes, my 2020 was this? That's a very interesting question. I think I'd probably choose insightful. I think coming along this journey, we've had to learn so much about companies and emissions and what we do about them and carbon offsets, all of these things. And I think when you're in a very early stage startup like we are, um, every week is sort of these new learnings that pop up. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've all had time to sort of pause in this moment and uh, which has been useful. I think the, the one silver lining, I think, is we can pause and see how can we actually build a different uh, world or economy or company to be more sustainable. I think that's one positive that's come out of the year. And I think there's a lot of really interesting and insightful things that have come up that, that can um, that can definitely help us. And I think we'll start seeing maybe the benefits in the next year or two or three um, as to what we can do around climate change as well. So uh, both on a broader and a personal level, it's been incredibly fascinating to, to sort of grow, grow on this journey over time. What were your up to three skills that helped you helped you progress on this journey? I think myself and my, and my co-founder work very, very well together. And I think what we've always been, which is very good, is, is sort of curious. So if we sort of see a problem, we sort of want to get into why that exists and what we can do about it. I think also sort of just listening. <laughs> listening skills are quite underrated. And uh, I think we've been... Just listening to a lot of feedback and listening to a lot of the sort of the wider trends and, and seeing what we can build as 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 a, as a product, which I think has been really good. So curiosity, listening, um, and then I think just a, a sort of a willingness to 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 build something. I think both of us are very passionate about you know actually what the product looks like. I was a product manager in my last roles, and so we've sort of combined the skills of you know curiosity about the problem, listening about what we can do, and then actually going out and, and building something. And so. Um, it's been a, a pleasure over the last couple of months uh, to do that. I'm sort of looking forward to the next few months also. You know, speaking of partnership, partnerships, what makes me smile now is that it's really what my husband calls, uh, he says, why do we work so well as a couple? Because pre-selection really works. <laughs> Exactly. You, know, you, you cannot partner with just anyone. Pre-selection, <laughs> it really <Exactly>. matters. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very important along that journey. What are your plans, uh, company plans for 2021? Yeah, I mean, for us, what we want to do, um, so we sort of divide our product into measure, analyze, and reduce. So there's sort of the, the three sections. So on the measure side, we're sort of building out this accounting integration um, we want to further 
advance that and, and use all of the company data that we can to make the most accurate uh, estimate of a company's emissions. And then on the analyze side, I think we want to show those in very interesting ways, show how companies can reduce those emissions. Um, and again, looking at sort of the re reduction side, um, how do we sort of build a product that you know, gives these companies insights over time? How can we make the offsets very sort of desirable or for, sort of fit for purpose for what the companies need? So we're sort of developing all of these these things in 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 tangent and um, or in parallel, uh, and we're sort of hoping just to strengthen that product and, and build a great product for more and more customers who come through and calculate those emissions for them. So maybe in, in a year's time, it'd be good to good to see where we've gotten to and how many tons of CO2 that we are sort of capturing at that moment as well. But um, as I said, we, we've sort of got good ambitions for what we want to achieve. Oh, yeah. 1%. It only sounds small, but in fact, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, large. there is a lot of um, a lot of things to do. And, uh, you know, don't don't take it as a sprint. It's a marathon. So exactly. Exactly. I guess this is uh, this is really important what you do. I want to thank you for this insightful conversation. I don't know if you, you do you have this expression in English, itchy hands? I know itchy feet means traveling, but itchy hands yeah. we say, oh, my hands are itchy. I want to start doing something. Uh, I, I can't wait to get back to work. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it's a good expression. Yeah, one last question to wrap up this interview. I always ask my guests what would be one piece, their one piece of advice they would give to the listeners of Sustainability Explored. Yes, I think for us, there's no action too small that you can do. Um, and I think if you're both on an individual and at a company level, um, any action is, is better than no action. And I think we need everyone to join together. And again, there's, there's no silver bullet and we all need to sort of solve this problem in, in, in every facet of, of our lives. Um, so I think the, the sort of the first step is, is the most important thing to, to get involved in, in this sort of problem. Wonderful. Start small, start where you are. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Jack. It was a delight having you on Sustainability Explored and I wish you all the best of success with Dodo. By the way, Dodo or Dodo Echo? Well, it's Dodo, but we our website Dodo. is Dodo.eco. Yeah. Dodo.eco. Okay. And, or Dodo. In 2021 and beyond. And um, we will. I will follow your your journey on your journey to see how you do by 2025. Will do. And thanks very much for having me on. It's great to speak to you also. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Well, thanks so much for taking this time to sit with us today to listen to this episode as always you know what to do if you like the episode connect with me connect with my guests on uh, linkedin on facebook on linkedin on twitter by the way uh, share with anyone who you think might be interested in the episode another thing i wanted to say is that the new generation those who are listening to this podcast those who are interested in this topic you are the ones to take these messages into the world, to push your companies to do something about CO2. And maybe maybe really this service dodo.eco will be something you will want to look into in more detail. I loved uh, speaking with Jack. I hope you liked our, our episode, our conversation. You can leave us a review on Podchaser or iTunes. I will reply to you in person. And yeah, finally reach out to me on LinkedIn, challenge me with your questions, with uh, 
guest suggestions, the topics you'd like me to cover in the future. This was Sustainability Explored, episode number 78, season 7, and me, your host, Anna Chashina. Thank you so much for listening, for being with us today, and until next time, next Thursday. Take care, stay sustainable.